interesting learning. Yesterday we talked about the uh, sell-off that was occurring in the technology uh, sector, and we did. I pointed out that analytics, data gathering, data lakes, uh, things like Databricks, were going to be big into the future because companies are gathering lots of information, lots of data, storing them in the data lakes, and the, and only a small percentage of action of that data has been analyzed and converted into analytics. So there's a huge need for analytics for corporations. And I feel like that uh, that 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 leads in really well to a quick discussion today about um, technology trends. So this comes from the Gardner Group, and they say the first trend will be data fabric. Basically what data fabric is is it's an integration of all of the data sources across multiple platforms and they're doing almost like Databricks. They're putting it into some uh, repository or large data lake that is accessible through different tools and they can then use, they can use the data fabric to apply analytics to learn where data should be used and changed. Uh, that's what I thought was kind of interesting. And it says this can reduce data management efforts up to 70%. Okay, the next thing is, next trend is cybersecurity. It's going to be big. If it's not already a top priority in your organization, then you should really start to think about how vulnerable your the organization is and what threats could exist. I think this uh, cyber mesh is going to be really important. Uh, not only will there be probably a security officer in the company, but there will also be uh, a cybersecurity specialist, and their their job is to um, minimize the cyber threats. So cybersecurity mesh is a flexible, composable architecture integrates widely distributed and disparate security services. So there, what that, I interpret that to mean is that there's, you know, you have uh, Barracuda, you have different, uh, like Forcepoint software. There's a, a number of different meshes. Uh, Count, for example, provides a security mesh, integrates the, the, these solutions and get them to work together because you may not just have one solution that covers all your security risk. Uh, you may have to have multiple type. Okay, privacy enhancing computing, secure the processing of personalized data in untrusted environments. Okay, privacy of information is really interesting. <clears throat> Basically, if a company gets breached, they're not really liable for the breach. Uh, from what I could read in, in certain states, they are required to notify the users of the breach, but it's up to the user to protect his own information. Cloud-native uh, platforms, these are going to be big. Those are like Google, Amazon, uh, Azure, Microsoft, Azure. That's going to continue to be big. Companies are still moving to the cloud, and the I think the the main reason is not necessarily faster compute cycles, but that the cloud is 
considered to be more secure. And so because of that security and that protection, the cloud is become a uh, viable solution for companies. Uh, composable applications, business-centric modular components. And I think that's things like uh, these type of components could be things from uh, Power BI, uh, Tableau, lots of the different uh, Domo, uh, the, the business intelligence uh, community uses, maybe like cubes, three-dimensional data, things like that. Uh, decision intelligence. Now, this is something that is really lacking right now in terms of software. Uh, we've seen things like H2O, AI, uh, and, and data robot, but I would say H2O, AI would be something that's pretty good to be used in a company like AutoML from Microsoft. But still, these, these tools, you have to have a lot of knowledge of machine learning. You can't just have a natural language interface with the AI, which is something that I think the company that builds platforms and service that has visual representation of the data and allows for natural language process interaction with the AI and generating models and optimizing parameters is going to be the big winner. Don't see that yet, but I think that that's coming. Hyper automation, that's coming. Um, hyper automation enables scalability, remote operation, business model uh, disruption, AI engineering. You know, when you hear AI engineering, that's way at the top. I mean, you have to have a lot of infrastructure put in place. You need to have data engineers put in place, data scientists, and then you get the data engineering. If you get the, or AI engineering, if you get the AI engineering uh, piece, that means your your company is very sophisticated when it comes to machine learning and AI. It's very difficult to walk into a company without a culture uh, for machine learning and AI and then start implementing AI solutions. But once you have that uh, infrastructure, implementing the AI is, um, a fantastic approach and using like AI governments, AI engineering uh, to ensure value. Okay, distributed enterprises uh, reflects a digital first, remote first business model, improve employee uh, experiences, digital ties, consumer and partner touch points. That's where a lot of value is going to be put in to enterprises. Uh, things are still not electronic. They use email, and emails pass back and forth, but it needs to move to things that are platform-based, that go beyond email, that preserve the correspondence, that allow collaboration, that allow document storage and retrieval. And as enterprises get larger and more documentation is being stored, that the uh, enterprise is scalable. And that's a, an important trend. Let's see, the next one, total experience, is a, a business strategy that integrates employee experience, customer experience. Yeah, it's all about the experience, right? And if you can improve that, 
you're you're going to uh, reduce time, uh, use more technology to improve the experience. Autonomic systems are self-managed physical or software systems that learn from their environment. That's incredible. I mean, you're talking about systems possibly that could write its own code and create behaviors based on um, inputs, and it could be dynamically changing according to um, according to input rules. Generative AI learns about artifacts from data, generates innovative new creations that are similar in origin. Yeah, we've we've seen that with uh, NLP, Dolly. And Dolly, Dolly is really interesting. You you type in a natural language processing and it produces an image. Uh, one of the things I think that the, that I put a request in for is that you put in a description of some animation or some action sequence, and then Dolly generates the uh, keyframes for the animation, and you get a nice smooth animation rather than just a uh, um, a picture, and so you could you could have this uh, AI interactive environment that seems very useful. And I think that could also, in the world of media, that could be very helpful for uh, converting books into movies, digital movies. But it also could be interesting where you could take an environment where it could be aware of a spatial relationships in an environment and animate that. So um, AI to VR worlds would be something that uh, Dolly, given enough compute cycles, should be able to do.